What is up and welcome to another episode of the All Basketball Podcast on October 26th. And it's that time when you're not just for for more basketball than the NBA, but high school basketball is right around the corner. And to start off this preview edition, we got Coach Rory Welsh entering his 11th season at Langston Hughes. Talk with, with me today on the All Basketball Podcast about the upcoming 22-23 high school basketball season here in the Atlanta metro area and Langston Hughes specifically, specifically on the south side of Atlanta. I want to put it like that, but Coach Welsh, thank you so much for joining me. How you doing? Hey, appreciate you having me on, man. I'm doing well. Uh, life is good. We're back in the gym, so uh, you know I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving life right now. Loving life right now. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Good, good time of the year, even though the weather is um, getting a little chillier, but that just means it's, it's basketball season. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's been a little schizophrenic because it got cold last week, and then <laughs> on Monday we, we hit 70 degrees. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm good either way. We're gonna be in the gym, you know, doing what we got to do. So I'm excited that it's here. Definitely. Um, well, first question I want to ask you: Just tell me a little bit about the uh, the new team. I know you had some guys departing, you know, some experienced guys, um, but new new season, new team. Yeah. What are your expectations? Tell me about some of the guys. So, um, you know, we we lost uh, I think five star uh, five seniors from last year's team. Um, good group of kids that 2022 squad um and so we returned seven or eight guys from last year's team we were final 14 last year in the 6a classification so we bring back a good bulk of that group um and we feel really really strong about that veteran experience that that group um is bringing back to the table um you know we got our starting point guard returning uh randy latham who's 6-1 explosive uh, athlete of a PG, a natural PG, who um, can run your offense and guard 94 feet. We think he's going to have a hell of a senior year. Uh, I think he's going to really, really be in you know, contention for region player of the year. Um, we got a kid, John McQueen, who was uh, probably a part-time starter for us last year as a sophomore. This year as a junior, we're expecting him to take steps, um, you know, kind of trending up and being an all-state level player. He's a 6'5 wing that can um, guard and you can score and can play on the perimeter and play in the mid-range and score in the box. I mean, he's a pretty diverse player. Um, pretty much has established himself as a Division One recruit. And um, we got you know, a couple big guys coming back that are on our football team, too. So we got Tank Thurman, who's our starting center. Um, he's about 6'7", 220. He's Ohio State uh, commit. He's going to play football and basketball at Ohio State next year. Um, our football team is ranked number one in the state and top 25 in the country, so they probably probably won't get him. Um, as well as Bo Hughley, our, our backup center. He's about 6'7", 260. He's going to UGA. Um, so we'll get them guys in, in December after they hopefully, you know, win that last game of the season. And uh, got a couple new guys we're very excited about. A couple new guys. Uh, this kid named Jalen Colbert. He's a 6'6", 6'7", power forward. Um, one hell of a defender, big time motor, can guard one through five, um, very athletic, and it's surprising me more and more every day. Um, we only had our third practice of the season this morning, and he's just surprising me more and more every day with what he can do offensively. Um, so really excited about him. And then we have another kid uh, who's about six, 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 seven, named Hassan Diallo, uh, who's a very versatile uh, forward. He can play big forward, he can play small forward. Uh, he can guard, you know, Sean Medina can guard on the perimeter as well as on the box. So 
Um, we're really, really excited about him. Really high IQ guy too, can pass the ball, can do some things with the ball in his hands. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we, we got a really big, physical, athletic team. And, um, you know, our preseason meeting, man, you know, we had already established what the expectation was, you know, we got a few goals, and one of them is to win the region championship, the regular season region, region title, as well as the region tournament. And um, hey, we feel like we can play uh, deep into the state playoffs. You know, we want to play into uh, late February, early March. That's the expectation for this crew. So um, all the coaches are geeked up, and the kids are as well. So you know, that's kind of you know, what we're trending towards this season. Definitely got a lot of. A lot of link there from what yeah. from, from description, so that's 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 always good. Um, still a tall man's game. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the biggest team I've ever had. Oh, literally, we have uh, six kids that are between six five to six seven. I mean, we're huge, and you know, the good thing about it is there's some versatile pieces in there as well. You know, they're not all just you know pigeonhole you know post guys. You know, they can play on the perimeter. Um, they can play multiple positions along the front line. And uh, we're excited about experimenting with, you know, all this length and sides and trying to figure out ways to use it to our advantage. Definitely. Speaking of that length and size, you always, I know you always want to have that on the basketball team, but I wanted to get your, uh, what goes into you putting together a team and where does that come from? I know it's, you obviously want to get the best you can get, but what, what are certain intangibles you look for and, everything just what go what goes into it and what where do you kind of get that from as far as picking or selecting a team yeah so you know the first thing is you know we got to have guys with an extensive basketball experience leading up to high school like you just you know it's hard to get a kid in high school who's never played competitively leading up to this point and expecting them to be able to contribute uh, on the varsity level and I'll be honest I tell people all the time you know High school basketball is really and truly about varsity basketball. I'm just going to state blatantly what it is. You know, we have our sub-varsity teams, um, but the truth of the matter is we're only going to get probably 20% of those sub-varsity players that matriculate to the varsity team. It's just how difficult it is. I mean, we have 1,100 boys at Langston Hughes High School, and out of them 1,100 boys, all of them think they can start on varsity, but that's not, you know, the truth of the matter. Um, so you're looking for kids that have experience, you know, that can dribble, pass, and shoot, and that can guard, that know how to guard, um, that have sound fundamentals. And then, you know, once you kind of cross that hurdle, now you're definitely looking at all those intangibles, you know, athleticism, um, height, length, size in general, and size for their position. Um, so, you know, you definitely want a kid that can play, that has some, you know, level of experience and sound fundamentals, and then you're looking at, you know, you got multiple guys like that, all right, which ones bring the intangibles to the table. So, yeah, you're looking, at, you know, at a variety of different um, different things, you know, when you're piecing it together. Uh, but, you know, the talent and the know-how are, are, are the two biggest things that stick out when you start trying to piece this thing together. Yeah, because just think about when I when I played, um, I only played a year of varsity, didn't play much, but it seemed like our team, um, we had gotten a new coach and then we, he had kind of inherited the guys from the previous season. Some of those guys that play, but they, um, I know one guy, a couple guys in particular, but they stepped up. And then it was kind of like more of, we got a good amount of role players. And I guess what coach thought would be back of really played, but so many people, like it wasn't, <laughs> the, yeah. the starters pretty yeah. much had, um, I mean, now when I watch, I see guys make a mistake. They come out on some teams, but 
then it was like those guys had so much rope because there was no trust in the guys coming behind them. We just, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. just wasn't ready. But and it just always you, you're around the guys, the boys talking like, man, how did you make the team? But you can play so well, but maybe you didn't finish the coaching style or yeah, you can't have, it's only one ball and five guys on the court. So you can't just have everybody out there looking to score. You got to have a balance on both ends. So it just seems like a tedious process. Um, yeah. yeah. And speaking on that, like, okay, for instance, you may have guys, multiple guys, um, that are almost equal in skill level or very, you know, close. And um, you, then you have to look at what's best for the program. Like, okay, right now, I'm never, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably never have, I'll never address four point guards on varsity. Like that doesn't make sense to dress four point guards. So if one of those point guards is an underclassman, if he's a junior, sophomore, freshman, that fourth, you know, if he's that, you know, in that mix of that fourth point guard and the other, two or three or maybe seniors, well then what's best for the program is probably for that junior to play JV because if he can't, you know, get on the floor in a varsity game, then you have to start looking at what's best for his development, which is to actually play in games um, and be prepared and groomed for the next year where they potentially could be handed the keys to the to the offense. And we're kind of in that situation right now. I got a couple uh, younger PGs and one of them's a freshman who I think is going to be really, really good. Um, down the line and um, another one's a junior and just you know we got you know two senior point guards that you know they've already earned their spot you know I know what they're going to bring to the table every single day and then with those other two guys there's more or less a lot of question marks in there and so what's best for the program is to let these seniors rock out and these underclassmen to learn and observe and they still practice with us though so I still make them practice up so that way when the opportunity presents itself that you know it won't be foreign to them so you know, you're looking at, you know, what's best um, for the program holistically, especially like the next season. You know, you got you got to keep this season definitely right in front of us. We're always right in front of us. You know, our next practice, our next game. But in the back of your mind as a coach and running a program, you have to also look at the following year. So, yeah, a lot of stuff kind of goes into those decisions. Okay. As far as um, last season, I did some research, saw you guys had a pretty balanced attack on offense according to your stats on max prep so kind of gave me an idea of um how how the offense went how you how you won games um you, i know you finished third in the region but then you you ended up making this run to the final four again so just talk about what was that whole process like and um what do you hope to take from that into this season yeah, so offensively, you know, we, we did have some good balance and um, we feel like we'll have a balanced attack this year. You know, we think we'll, we know who our leading scorer is going to be. He'll probably end up being our three-man John McQueen. I mean, he just, he can score the ball. Um, he makes it look easy. I mean, if he can play kind of within what we do, we think he's going to probably lead the team in scoring. But we really and truly feel like, you know, for us to be a good team year in, year out, we need at least three guys that can be teetering on that double figure scoring mark. You know, we want to at least try to get three guys, maybe even four guys hovering right around that double figure average so that we do have a balanced attack. And our style of play um, is kind of conducive to that. You know, our offense, of course, we run our quick hitters and our set plays like everybody else, but our base offense is, um, I don't want to say it's an equal opportunity, but it's kind of like the flex. 
um, where, you know, guys move positions and his body movement, player movement, ball movement. So um, you have opportunities to exploit mismatches and attack mismatches within the flow of what we're doing. And so um, I think that makes us a little bit harder to guard when we have multiple guys that can attack, you know, out of our base or out of our quick hitters. And, um, you know, uh, it, it makes us um, a little bit more potent offensively. Um, in regards to last year, you know, we did finish third in the league, you know, and, and it, it, we could we could end up finished first, second. We had a tough league, you know, with Westlake and Tucker finishing, I'm sorry, Tucker and then Westlake um, one and two. And then we end up three out of those, you know, we had four losses to those teams. And out of those four losses, you know, three of them came down to the last shot, basically. So, you know, those could have went either way if we had, you know, kind of closed things out a little stronger. And maybe we go in as a one or two, you know, to the to the state tournament. But um, uh, those games prepared us. You know, they did prepare us for the, for the tournament. And uh, we played our best when it counted most, which is in the state tournament. And that's usually, I'm not going to say that's usually, that's always our goal is when we get to the state tournament, we want to be hitting on all cylinders. You know, whatever, we lost some tight ones. You know, last year we lost five games at the buzzer, literally like on defense, we holding the lead. Other team made a tough shot. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I can name off the games off the top of my head. I mean, literally, we, we lost, you know, five games like that. So we could have easily been a 22 win team, um, 23 win. I think we had 19 wins. We probably could have been a 24 win team, you know, if we had not, you know, lost some of those games at the buzzer to some good teams as well. So I tip my hat to those coaches, those players that made crunch time plays. Um, but we schedule hard. We're not going to always win all those. You know, we have a good team. We're going to schedule hard. And we did that. And, you know, we use it as a learning experience to springboard us into the state playoffs. And luckily it paid off for us because once we got to the playoffs, we were hitting on all cylinders. We had a very balanced attack. And we were able to kind of just advance round by round based off of everybody contributing. Because there's some games last year where, you know, one guy leads us in scoring. Next night, he might only have two points. And we have another game where a different guy led us in scoring. The next game, he might only have five points. So um, that balance attack allowed us to be very, very um, hard to guard. Yeah, that's 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 definitely what you want. Um, if, if you don't mind, what, what was the game like? Um, I know it was a neutral game against, I saw Grove Town beat you by five points. Um, what specifically yeah. happened in that, in that contest? Uh, so, you know, that was a unique situation because we actually played them earlier in the year. Mm. Um, we beat them at the, um, dog, but I don't want to say the Lake City Classic because that would be the wrong name. They're now Marietta. So mm. the guys, Coach Marcus Hood and uh, Coach Estes are now at Marietta High School. And they rebranded their tournament. They have the Lemon Street Classic, which was an awesome Christmas tournament last year with a very, very uh, tough field. And so our first game of of the Christmas tournament was versus Grove Town, and I had heard about them, and I knew they were good. And I remember when we were checking in uh, for the first game, you know, getting our team off the bus and checking into the event. They were right in front of us, and I'm looking at them like, "Oh, these dudes are massive. This is a huge. We're about to be in a dog fight right here." Like, okay, you know, strap it on. These some big dudes, and hey, man, I think they got a little squad. So anyway, we ended up beating them uh, in the Christmas tournament uh, by a handful of points, four, five points, maybe three, four points, whatever. Tough game, very tough game. I'm in a come from behind win. And then we end up meeting them in the final four. And we knew that we probably would have to go for them again in order to try to, you know, win a state championship. And so in that game, um, on the neutral site at West Georgia, I mean, they got off to a big lead on us. It was kind of nip and tuck at first. In the second quarter, they extended their lead. I want to say they might have had like a 13 point lead at halftime or something like that. Um, 12 point lead. 
And then in the second half, um, third quarter, a little nip and tuck, and then we came back and closed the gap. We got within one possession, literally. I mean, we were right there. Um, we took the lead by one with about two minutes left. And uh, we came right back down and gave up a bucket. And I, I'll be honest, I still have nightmares about that situation because I usually I have kind of um, a formula I use in specific situations on how I use my timeouts. And I didn't use one when I thought I should have simply because I was being a little indecisive about it. And um, I don't want to say that cost us the game, but uh, Grovetown took the game from us, made plays, they made free throws. So we missed, um, two, we missed four free throws under two minute mark and uh, we didn't guard well. So we ended up losing by two or three, whatever it was. We had opportunities to win that game, but Grovetown was a better team on that day. So um, let's just say we're very optimistic and very excited about potentially playing them again this year in the state playoffs. Okay. And as far as, um, I guess, early on the schedule, obviously we're up before we get to the playoffs, um, the region, how do you, how do you, I in the region seeing some of the competition. What have you what have you heard of? Yeah, so you know we're in a new region. Um, some teams we have never played before, and some teams that were we were in regions with previous years. So you know we know Alexander's going to be pretty good. They'll probably be top five ranked team in the state there in our region. Um, we've heard things about Noonan. You know piecing together a really good squad this year on the hoop side. So we're expecting them to be um, a top contender. Um, and I'm really not familiar with the other schools in Paulding County. South Paulding has been in our region before. Coach Gil Davis does a great job with that group. And we've had some battles, you know, over the years when we were in the regions together before in previous years. So I know they'll be coached up and dialed in. And uh, there's a few new coaches in, in, in GHSA in our region. Uh, there's a Coach Martin over at uh, New Manchester, who's an assistant at Alexander. I'm sure he's going to be, you know, juiced up to have his, his kids rolling in his new program. And uh, we got East Paulding, and uh, we also have uh, Paulding County. So, you know, we're excited. You know, we're excited. I, you know, regions change, you know, every few years, and it's a new challenge, and we get into going to some new places and some foreign, foreign territory and try to, uh, you know, do what we do. So, I really feel like uh, we have a chance still um, to uh, potentially win the league and win the region tournament, and, and that's our goal this particular year. It's not our goal every year, but this particular year, that that's our goal. Okay. And um, what about outside the region? You always play. Um, season gets started, and you got like Thanksgiving tournaments, Christmas tournaments. Yeah. I, I know you got something lined up for the guys. Um, what specifically are those? Um, places or some yeah, team. Yeah. So we annually we usually go to holiday hoops giving every year. You know, it's one of the best events in the country. It'll be at Shiloh. We're playing Meadow Creek High School 7A um, team out of out of, out of Gwinnett, out of out of the North Cross area. So we'll, we'll be playing them. Um, our very first game of the year will be at the Powder Springs tip off classic, which is a new event, which will be at Hill Grove. It's something that Coach Greg Moultrie put together since taking the job over there and it's an unbelievable field. Etowah, uh, Wheeler Pace, Alexander, um, Archer. This is a really good, tough, competitive field. So our game is versus McDonough. We'll be playing McDonough the first game of the year uh, in the Powder Springs Tip-Off Classic, and they have a very good team. They're returning a bulk of their uh, players from last year's team. I believe they made it to the Final Four um, or Elite Eight of the 5A classification. 
so we're excited. We're excited to, to you know get started with a very tough opponent and see where we're at. You know, so we're playing those two events to start the year. We'll go down to Columbus and play in the Columbus um, Classic. Uh, George Williams, an old buddy of mine, and um, you know one of my one of my mentors, one of my OGs. He has an event down there every year, and we, we'll go down there and play every year if we can. We'll be playing Spencer High School out of Columbus. We have a really good team. They won the championship, I believe, two years ago. Last year, last year, maybe? Two years ago, 4A. So they got a good squad. Um, then after that, we'll be returning and we'll play. Jeez, I want to say we got a region game once we get back from that. I think our first region game was versus New Manchester. So, yeah, we'll open up the slate with that. We also have Pace Academy on the schedule playing in the Playing for a Change um, event at Pace Academy that Coach uh, Sharma White. Uh, host and put together. We'll also be playing Grayson at their event in the Grayson New Year's Classic, which will be around the first of the year. Uh, and then we'll also play um, in, uh, we got Tucker, we got Tucker, I'm sorry, the first week of Thanksgiving at the um, Tournament of Champions at Wheeler High School. So yeah, we got some, some good stuff on the non-region uh, schedule, some competitive tough games and Hopefully those will propel us to uh, play better into the late half of the region and into the region tournament. Yeah, yeah, you want that um, good foundation, good um, good competition is always, always good, good experience. Uh, one thing that's definitely changed this year, it seems like yesterday was actually two years ago when you um, got things going as far as spearheaded the shot clock coming to here in Georgia in 2020 now is 22-23. It's, it's been it's mandatory in all gyms. Um, in the playoffs, there's no switching back and forth. Yeah. Um, so we got a full season of shot clock play here in Georgia. Thankfully, um, how are you approaching that? Getting your guys ready for that, or is it just? Yeah, it's some fun. You know, it just adds another element to prepare for. Um, you know, it's just there's so many different things you can do with it. Uh, from trying to take an advantage, trying to gain an advantage. Um, things you have to be prepared for, late clock situation, in the game situations. So, you know, you have to think outside of the box as a coach and, you know, be prepared, have your team prepared to thrive um, in those situations versus the shot clock and an opponent. So, um, you know, we've been experimenting with, with here, here for the last, since I started working on that proposal, you know, three, four years ago. So, uh, you know, and my guys are kind of accustomed to it. Uh, we're actually going to, we broke it out today. We didn't kind of get to it, but tomorrow will be a day we're going to start to use it. And, um, you know, we, we touched on it and we have some goals that we want to use um, in terms of like forcing, you know, shot clock violations on the other squad. Like we said, you know, we want to be able to force two shot clock violations every game. One, at least one in the first half, one in the second half, just based off what we're doing defensively, um, really barreling down. So that's, that's one thing that really, it, it does too, that, you know, it's not just the pressure it puts on the offense, but it's really how you can reward your defense for sitting down and guarding for 35 seconds. You know, in years previous, you sit down and guard for 25, 35, and the team back the ball out to half court and hold and stall. Now, you then took all the wind out the defense. The defense is like, damn, we didn't did all this work, and then I'm just going to hold the ball. Like, so, ain't no more of that. You know, the defense will get rewarded for guarding hard. And the offense, you know, has an advantage as well because, you know, you can dial things up uh, versus the shot clock and, you know, you can use the clock 
And, you know, kind of as a beacon for when you want to do certain things. So um, there's a lot of experimentation that will go into it for us, especially, and I'm sure the rest of the coaches here in the state. Yeah, so it's going to be 30 or 35 seconds. 35. 35. And offensive rebounds, it'll just reset to 35 again. It's not going to be no, shorter. Offensive rebounds will reset to 25. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you know this guy. Um, I know he, he appears on this um, radio show. I listen to um, Sports Roundtable. Derek Williams, he's out of Alabama. He spent some time here. They call him D-Will. He's eyeball radio ring a bell. No, no, uh, uh. but I, I know he's heavy on hoops in Alabama. Um, okay. but he, um, and I think I signed it. He sent out the pro. I think he mentioned you, or he talked about because the, the show is based here in Georgia. Okay, so he, he talked about this was a while ago. Um, getting one in Alabama, and he was telling people to go and fill out that um that form or whatever you had to fill out yeah. to um yeah to get it going. So. We see that what what you're doing is kind of affecting a neighboring state, and I don't know. Yeah. I haven't looked up the count of where we are in the nation, but I know um, I'm pretty sure some other teams want to <laughs> want to have shot clocks in high school as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had numerous coaches from around the southeast, especially, and as far as Chicago, um, reach out to get information on what we did here to get it passed in Georgia. And I shared my information. I shared my uh, proposal with them and dialogue with them and gave them pointers and uh, coaches from South Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Illinois. So we've had a, I've had a ton of coaches contact me um, and just try to you know gauge how they could get it done and want some constructive feedback on what their proposal should look like and how we did it in, in, in our state. So uh, I'm excited that it's kind of spread and more coaches around the country are realizing that they can play a part in getting it approved in their state, you know, if they just go about it the correct way. So I'm just trying to help those coaches out best I can because I really think it's, it's good for the game. Um, that's where the game is at right now. And it's good for the players. You know, it's good for the players, good for the coaches. And most important, it's good for the fans. There's not one fan that pays money to go to a game that wants to sit there and watch Starball. I'm sorry. That's just a slap in the face to somebody that just paid their money to come in there. Not only paid their money, but got in their car and drove to your gym. And, you know, coaches sitting there holding the ball. It's ridiculous. If you're going to lose, just lose, man. Play. Give it, give it, let your kids play, man. Let your kids play. Don't, don't hold the ball. So I'm glad that our state was all for it. And uh, I'm excited to see how it kind of, you know, comes to fruition this year. Yes, definitely going to be good to see um, wherever, I, wherever I'm able to get out to and check out a few games. Um, but as um, far as um, next level, I know, yeah, obviously have some guys, um, any guys on the, who just graduated, um, started picking up a ball and still playing in college. I know I just saw that um, Nolly, your championship, two-time champion there, um, he's in Cincinnati now, so yeah. Um, and any any other guys you want to speak of or where where yeah, they at? Yeah, yeah, you know all my dudes, man. I love my dudes, man. All my all my guys that played for me, all my alums. You know we got of course Landers at Cincinnati, um, Tyrell Morgan, who's my dude, man. He, you know they snubbed him on Region Player of the Year in 2019, but that kid had one hell of a senior year for us. Ended up being a junior college All American, and now he's at Texas State. You know he's in there fighting for a starting job at Texas State for Coach Johnson. And, um, he's doing a hell of a job there so far, and they have a really good team. You know, they've won 20 games the last two years in a row. 
Um, so really excited to see Tyrell this year. My, my other main guy, Josh Butts, he's playing up at Carson Newman in Tennessee, a Division II school. So I'm excited to go catch him. Uh, we got PJ Carter, who had went up to Campbell, a Division I school, and now is transferred to the junior college ranks and trying to reestablish himself. So he'll be right here at Georgia Highlands. So excited to see how he does this year. Uh, Tyler Smith, who was a state champion for us in 2018, he's playing at Reinhardt. It's his senior year, so excited to see that young man do his thing. So, you know, Kaysen Jennings, my, my PG, my big, strong, athletic PG. He's uh, playing PG and playing a little off-ball at Kennesaw State at the two-position for Amir. And, uh, you know, Amir's been bragging on him heavy. Every time I talk to Amir, he's just like, man, this kid's coming along. He looks like a grown man. He's, you know, really developing. So I'm excited to see how Kaysen does this year. So we got a handful of guys, you know, that are playing competitively. They're still getting after it. And um, excited to see them guys, you know, just continue their dream and using the basketball to their advantage and not letting the game use them. That's, that's the main thing. You know, you get an opportunity to do that um, and go to the next level and get scholarship dollars. It's extremely important to use that to your advantage and not let it use you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for all those kids. Yeah, sounds good. Um, quite a slate of guys that are playing. That's, that's, that's always good. Um, <laughs> Shows that, that you know talent and <laughs> they've... Um, they're not just um they're 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 capitalizing on that talent that they have. No doubt. No which doubt. is which is always good. Um oh, I can't forget about oh my bad. I oh. can't forget about my boy Tim James Jr. You know, from last year's team, he's a freshman at McClendon Community College out in Waco, uh, playing Juco ball, man, and Kobe Davis. You know, he's playing junior college ball out in Kansas. So uh, he's really, really excited for them two young fellas as well. So, yeah, we got a host of guys still hooping. And, uh, hey, we welcome them back with open arms all the time, all the time. Yeah, no doubt about it. But those are all specific questions I have, Coach. Um, anything else you want to add before? You know, just excited, just really excited about the season. Um, excited about, you know, the opportunities that will present themselves. You know, excited about the roller coaster ride because, you know, we all know, you know coaching and being involved in, in a sport is, is not easy and it's, it's a task, uh, but it's so much fun. There's so much excitement and uh, happy to be out the house. You know, I got three little babies at the house, man. I got an eight month old, I got a three year old, and I got a five year old. So, yeah, I'm excited. Basketball's here be in the gym a little bit <laughs> so uh yeah yeah man just really geeked up about this season really feel like we have a, a good team and they're so coachable and they play hard and they're just soaking up stuff you know i don't anticipate there being a lot of bumps in the road like from a, uh, you know, being from a coachability standpoint uh, i just feel like you know hey we're just gonna go along for this ride and, and, and adjust as we go and hey take it as far as we can yeah um Sounds good, and congratulations on um. Wow, you got three children. I remember. I remember when you had your your, your first one. Maybe you told me about yeah. the other one, but um, yeah. congratulations on that. And the eighth man. Oh yeah, I'll be um finally be joining the club, man. Um, early early January be. Oh my brother! Board, congratulations. So. Thank you, man. Yeah, so like. Yeah, it's real. About to get real for you. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was real. I didn't know what I was thinking till I till it became real. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I mean yeah it's, nothing it's, like fatherhood brother you'll love it you'll enjoy yeah, it yeah appreciate that coach yeah yeah appreciate yeah. that yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it and know it's know it's a game changer <laughs> yeah big time big time everything changes brother everything yeah so but that that's all I need coach I really appreciate you coming on again man and talking with me about the upcoming season um hopefully I'll be able to catch a game but 
We'll see, we'll see how this thing goes with my life changing. Yeah, see, yeah. You'll catch, I, you'll catch us on TV. You'll catch us on TV, bro. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> but um, good luck and help for your players. I'm just wishing um this um this season um another good season for you guys down Lake Lexington. Hey man, I appreciate your time, Maurice. And uh, hey man, good luck to you and many blessings to you and your wife, man, with that, that new baby coming along, man. It's gonna be a hell of a day. Thank you so much, man. All right. You take All right, go. You too. Take it easy. All right. And well, folks, that is another edition of the All Basketball Podcast, previewing the 22 23 high school basketball season. Once again, I'd like to thank two-time state champion winning coach Rory Welsh from Langston Hughes for joining me to talk about the upcoming season. We wish him another successful season. And once again, you can find the All Basketball Podcast on YouTube, all the listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google. I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. Remember to please subscribe. Until next time, I'll see you. Peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.